Yeah, yeah, John Morant made history on Tuesday night, finding a way to help Will the Grizzlies back in the second night of a back-to-back, defeating a good New Orleans Pelicans team in New Orleans, a victory that everybody in Memphis that's been following this team the last eight months desperately needed. That was great. But what has me most excited on this episode is what it means, not just today, but every day moving forward, as long as we can call 12 when the Memphis Grizzlies need him. Let's talk about that and more on this episode. Lock in with me. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is a wonderful Wednesday edition of the show. And again, the sun is shining a little bit brighter. Music sounds a little bit sweeter. Those Christmas or holiday baking treats that you're uh, the, you're indulging in taste a little bit sweeter. It is a good day to be a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. And it's always a good day to be a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. But it's a particularly good day when your superstar comes back and does exactly what you expect him to do. Even when you try to have realistic expectations, even when you go in with an even keel mindset for John Morant to go and make history like he did Tuesday night against the New Orleans Pelicans, you can't help but feel optimistic and happy about the current state of things, despite all that has transpired in Memphis and with John Morant over these last eight months. I am your host for this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, Joe Mullinax. Again, DeMichael Cole was there on the ground in New Orleans. He'll be back on tomorrow's episode. Excited to hear all of his takeaways from his trip and the lead up to John Morant's return and then being there in person as John Morant literally took the heart out of New Orleans and those Pelicans. New Orleans was up by 19 points at halftime, 19 points. And the story from the national broadcasters, Charles Barkley and Shaq, and the Grizzlies have a personnel problem. They still do. The Grizzlies are a bad basketball team. They still are. To go down by that many points is a problem in and of itself. But again, For one glorious moment. Just take a breath. Exhale. The Grizzlies won a basketball game that they weren't supposed to win. You know why? They had the best player on the floor once again, and his name was John Moran. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies, again, proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube as well. Thank you to everyone who has helped grow our YouTube page. And of course, if you're listening on Apple, on Spotify, literally anywhere you can get a podcast, you can get Locked On Grizzlies, and we appreciate you. Whether you are an everydayer, whether this is your first time checking out the show in the wake of John Morant's literal history-making performance, and you wanted to see what Locked on was thinking about it, or maybe you're in between. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you're sticking around as the season just got a heck of a lot more interesting to quote the great Jim Ross business has picked up when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. Now that John Morant is back active on the roster. And I do believe that, and this was a prevailing theme in the YouTube comments off of uh, our last episode, the, the idea of not putting too much on Jaw. Right, Not overwhelming him with expectation, not expecting him to be a perfect person or a perfect player by any stretch of the imagination. And those were all very well-put points. I want to stress that. And even now, after what we witnessed on Tuesday night, 
John Morant, 34 points on 24 shots, 10 of 12 from the free throw line, eight assists, six rebounds, three stocks. Ja was active defensively as well. A team best plus 12 in the game. All of that adds up to Ja delivering like he never left. But being realistic about what to expect from him moving forward is significant. That level of production, if he can maintain it, has these Grizzlies in position to go on one heck of a run to get back into the postseason conversation. But we'll talk about that later in the show. I just want to stress the fact that on Tuesday night in New Orleans, the Memphis Grizzlies were down 19 at halftime. They were burying this Grizzlies team after a 39-16 to second quarter. They were talking about how the Grizzlies were flawed in terms of their build. They were unhealthy, which is true, and you could argue they're flawed in terms of their build as well. None of the ugliness that we saw the first 25 games has miraculously gone away. The fact that there are not wing players on this team that you could depend on in a playoff series beyond Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard, if you count them as wings, is a problem. Vince Williams Jr. is quickly moving up those power rankings. I want to stress that. Seven rebounds in 35 minutes of play. Played some solid defense. Brandon Ingram cooked, but Brandon Ingram's having a great season. To have a guy like John Morant, who can single-handedly not necessarily win a game for you, because we're going to talk here in a minute. We mentioned Vince Williams Jr. There were other guys that played a role in this run that the Grizzlies went on. Jaw's going to get all the headlines for the game-winning shot as well. He should. And Jaw is going to get all the headlines because it's a storybook ending to a pretty crappy story to this point. Hopefully the start of the story now is Jaw getting the Grizzlies back to where they should be in postseason conversations. A lot of work still needs to be done on that front, even after this great win. It's still just one win. But for this one game, Morant's physical ability to get to the basket, contort his body, draw contact, breed defenders, kick to open shooters. He he was the rising tide. And the rest of the Grizzlies were ships. And as Jaw rose, so did the rest of the team. Their energy rose. Their body language was dramatically improved because they had hope. And not to get too philosophical on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies, but damn it, sometimes hope matters. It's not a winning strategy, but it certainly could be something that can get you from point A to point B in a tough time. And that's what the Memphis Grizzlies have endured. It has been a tough time for this franchise. The guy, he's there. In terms of physical ability, John is the guy. And yet, you've got Instagram, you've got suspensions. And yet, you have things that have time and time again over the last eight months distracted from the reality of what John Morant can do on that basketball court. And there's no one to blame for it, but John. He's taking accountability for that. He understands that his words mean nothing. He's actually have to follow through. He has to prove with what he does. He's growing as a person. And whether or not that's no, but I do know this. He can at an extremely high level. And also know this, the New Orleans Pelicans, if they forgot, they 
were reminded. What John Moran is capable of, they were reminded on Tuesday night because he, if you want to give him credit for doing anything single-handedly, improving the pace and the execution of the Memphis Grizzlies offense, turnovers not included, right? I do think that's a fair criticism. There were still too many turnovers from the Grizzlies, too many lost possessions. But give the guy his due. He's a leader of the organization. He's a leader in the community. And he stumbled and he fell. And he let a lot of people down. Most importantly, he let himself down. But in terms of a first step back into the light, coming out of that dark place, couldn't ask for anything better. To go from the adversity of being down double digits to a good New Orleans Pelicans team with a stout defense. That second quarter, the Pelicans were playing elite defense against John Morant and the Grizzlies. Elite. Taylor Jenkins was struggling with his early John Morant rotation. He let he loosened up a little bit in the second half, and look what happened. The Grizzlies went wild because Jaw was the spark. They believed. Hope is not a strategy, but what it can do is it can inspire people to hold on in those difficult moments and fight through to when the times get better because they do get better. Is Memphis on the other end of it? Are the dog days officially over for John Morant? All that remains to be seen. We're still mid-story. But for one historic night in New Orleans, John Morant, for the first time in the history of the National Basketball Association, had the best performance of anyone returning from a 25 or more game layoff in the history of the association. That is significant. A guy who has made a lot of history as a member of the Memphis Grizzlies did it again in his first time out for the 2023-2024 season. And if that doesn't give you reason for optimism, if that doesn't give you a reason to think, as we'll talk about this later, that this team can make noise as the season progresses, if that doesn't give you hope, you might have Kool-Aid pumping through your veins, friend, and not uh, blood like me, because I am more hopeful than I have been in a long time about these Memphis Grizzlies. It's funny what a superstar can do. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by the good folks over at eBay Motors. And eBay Motors is really a fun, fun, fun company to talk about because they partner up with our good friend Josh Lloyd over at Fantasy Basketball Locked On version. Josh Lloyd, eBay Motors, coming together to bring some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us as eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. It wasn't just a good day on Tuesday for the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Tigers with a dominant victory over my, unfortunately, big team, the Virginia Cavaliers, right? Hour or so from where I record this show, the Memphis Grizzlies embarrassed the Cavaliers in FedEx form while the Grizzlies stormed back in New Orleans. So the Tigers beat the Cavs. The Grizzlies beat the Pelicans. It was a good day for Memphis basketball. James Wiseman, former Memphis Tiger with Isaiah Stewart out in Detroit. Wiseman has produced the last couple of games. Confidence in him is low, but the numbers and opportunities should be there for Wiseman to go on a little bit of a run with the Pistons. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same exact thing with your vehicle. With over 102 
22 million parts for your number one ride or die whip. You can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it is guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die whip alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to you as customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're carrying on our conversation about John Morant's impact, not just on his own game, but on the game of others. Next, here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, once again, flying solo to Michael Cole. We'll be back on our next episode of the show. Very exciting times. I'm excited to have DeMichael back to talk about his travels and the lead up to Jaws' home return against the Indiana Pacers. That'll be an interesting game, right, with Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton's rise up folks' rankings of the best players in the NBA. Uh, John Morant said he kept receipts. Maybe one of the receipts, and it's not Halliburton doing these things, in fairness to him. It's, you know, national media regional NBA media, online bloggers and Twitter folks or X, whatever you call it now. Follow me on X at Joe Mullinex, by the way. Um, whatever the case might be, uh, that might be one of the receipts he checks, you know, and the Indiana Pacers are not very good defensively. So that might be a 50-burger a opportunity for Ja, considering what he did against a good defense in the New Orleans Pelicans. And I want to stress that the Pelicans are a good team. And for me, as amazing as Ja was individually, one of, as I mentioned it earlier, one of the most fascinating pieces of his return is without any game action at all. He hasn't played in an NBA game since May. Ja was able to put, or even late April, Ja was able to put himself into a position where he made his teammates better. And the first two guys that he helped tremendously, at least to my eye watching the game, were Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. And who'd have thunk it? That once you allowed for Desmond Bain to be a second offensive option instead of a first, he could have some success in that role. Who'd have thunk that Jaron Jackson Jr., an improved offensive scorer in isolation in particular, when defenses weren't able to focus in on his drives and the way that he tried to do things, especially a team like the Pelicans that doesn't really have anybody that can defend Jaron, who'd have thunk it that Jaron would have the game that he did? 24 points on 10 shots. 11 of 15 from the free throw line. Desmond Bain, a little less efficient, 21 points on 19 shots, but he had five assists. Bain had a strong game. John Morant was the clear number one, but you had a clear number two and a clear number three. In fact, beyond Ja, Bain, and Jaron, those guys combined scored about 77 points. 77 points. That's phenomenal. 79 points. Excuse me. Math is hard. I'm not a math teacher. 79 points. 79 points across those three guys. No other member of the Memphis Grizzlies scored more than eight. And you had a, a, more than nine. Vince Williams scored nine. Biombo scored eight. Aldama scored eight. Nobody else in double figures for Memphis. You had John Conchar, your favorite John Conchar, score zero points in 20. 52 minutes of play. Grabbed eight rebounds, three personal fouls, one turnover. Conchar was getting some elite cardio outside of cleaning the glass. But in fairness, 
Biombo only got two rebounds in this game. Desmond Bain only got one. David Roddy in nine minutes of play, limited role, only got one. Santi Aldama only got three. So Conchar did fill a need in terms of rebounding. And Memphis did beat the Pelicans on the boards, especially the offensive boards. That was significant. But the big three for the Grizzlies were the big three offensively. Shouldn't be surprised. Who'd have thunk that we'd see flashes of positive Zaire Williams? He struggled at times, but he looked more comfortable in spots than he has in a long time because he was able to get out and transition. The speed of the game, not just in terms running fast break opportunities, the pace that the Grizzlies half-court offense moves with when Morant is on the floor. It's just different, man. It is just different. You have to see it to believe it, but it's true, and the numbers will eventually back it up. John Morant, from this point forward, as an actual point guard, as one of the most athletic point guards in the NBA, if not the most athletic, with continued development of his handle and the way that he finishes at the rim, he is going to stress the heck out of defenses and long, athletic, lean wings that can backdoor cut, leap for alley-oops, play off in the pick and roll a little bit, hit some threes if they can, in the case of Zaire. Those guys are extremely valuable next to Ja. So while Zaire was not great in this game, he wasn't as bad as he's been in other ones. He certainly wasn't the reason Memphis was losing. He was a plus one in this game. He was a plus one. So Zaire rose to the occasion. Xavier Tillman showed some signs of life. Six rebounds, not the best game for him at times. He panics whenever the ball gets in his hands for whatever reason. But Xavier Tillman showed some good things. Again, Ja Morant was the ocean. The ships rose on the tide of Ja. Morant paced the offense. He had great defensive energy. He wasn't perfect on that end. He's never going to be perfect on that end. But again, three stocks. Three stocks for Morant in this contest. Two steals and a block. If he can provide that level of production and find ways to disrupt passing lanes and be aggressive and stay in front of people. Everything else is uh, icing on the cake. Because, again, that's a good Pelicans defense that the Grizzlies went against. And that was a good Pelicans defense that Morant was able to pick apart in that second half. But part of the reason he was able to pick them apart is Jaron Jackson Jr. made them pay for it. Desmond Bain made them pay for it. And there were other guys in key moments of the game that were making important plays to give the Grizzlies a chance. Because they believed. It comes back to that idea of hope we were talking about earlier. When you got a guy like John Morant, one of the legitimate 10 or 15 best dudes on the planet at what we call basketball, you think that anything's possible, even a 19-point comeback on the second night of a back-to-back against the team currently in the playoff picture. That's exactly what happened. Don't let anybody tell you different, Memphis Grizzlies fans. John Morant, in the first game back from a 25-game suspension, put 34 points on the head of the Pelicans on national television, including the game-winning layup. Hey, it's a good day, right? Wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, if you rep the 901, if you rock with the Peel Street Blue, It is a good day after a lot of bad ones over these last several months. You'll take it happily. Doesn't get you out of the basement of the Western Conference just yet. But 
Again, I'm more optimistic about that than I've ever been after seeing Jaws return. We'll talk about ways that that impact can improve and grow going into the game with the Pacers on Thursday. We'll talk to that next here on Locked On Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Game Time. I've been in frustrating spots trying to get tickets for all sorts of events, from kids' shows to concerts to basketball games. You don't feel that negative vibe and energy with Game Time. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, plus views from your seats are shown to you and the best price guarantee. They have a phenomenal way of being able to see every view from the arena from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what you're getting. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps on your phone. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets with zone deals and all sorts of flash deals that come up each and every day. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute kick tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we'll close out the show talking about the long-term effects of John Morant being back for the Grizzlies. I'm feeling good about it. You should too. We'll talk more about that coming up. Stay with me, please. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies, closing out this special episode of the show. It's special because we have hope again, right? Um, I said that the dog days were over a while ago, and I do think they were. The Grizzlies have played better, not at home, right? And we'll talk more about that here momentarily. Um, not at home, but I do think that they have done better in terms of playing basketball, recent losing streak aside, and now it really feels like they have a chance to go on a little bit of a run, right? Before we talk about how they can get to that place, I want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Grizzlies was a part of it on Tuesday in the lead-up to John Moran's return. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day that the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Um, one win is not going to get them to the number two seed. In fact, they're probably not going to recoup that, right? That's probably uh, a streak that's going to end the season, right? When you look at the Western Conference, it's hard to envision a team like the Timberwolves cooling off that dramatically, a team like the Thunder cooling off that dramatically. Extenuating circumstances have the Grizzlies where they are between suspension and injuries and guys underperforming and some coaching issues at times, right, when it comes to Taylor Jenkins. But John Morant can help cover up a lot of those issues. And you have Marcus Smart returning either Thursday against the Pacers or Saturday against the Hawks. And as that build continues, the energy and the excitement for that Thursday home game which I'm sure will be a sellout now if it wasn't already. Fans are going to be dying to see John Morant play home in Memphis. As much as he was booed by the New Orleans Pelicans, and maybe that is something that DeMichael can talk about on our next episode, uh, he can kind of rehash and recap what the uh, reaction to John was. They, were, they weren't booing at the end because they were stunned. It was silent. It was like church in there because John Morant had just taken them to church and baptized them in the waters of 12, but not to get too sacrilegious, that game was just wild. Um, the, the biggest change for me 
that I think his Memphis impact, how he's going to bring up the energy and intensity at home games and FedEx Forum, because Memphis loves basketball. You know that. If you follow Memphis basketball, if you're a part of that community, you know just how passionate the city of Memphis is about basketball, whether it's the Memphis Tigers or now the Memphis Grizzlies over the last 20 years as they've built up that fan base. And for Anthony Edwards, who has been respectful of Memphis in the past, to come in and say that the fans were dead and there was no energy uh, in FedEx Forum, the one win over the last 11 or 12 home games suggests that Anthony Edwards has a point. So while John Morant is an elite basketball player and the offensive improvements and the defensive energy, all of those things will likely continue. Again, a blowout win would have been cool, but the nature of the comeback against the Pelicans, the grit that it displayed and the difficulty that was associated with it, this is legend building stuff. And as that legend continues to build for Ja, because he's got a lot of legend to him under the age of 25, as that continues for him, people are going to want to see him. And he just by himself, just by being Jaw and being back in the lineup and the possibility of anything happening, that superstar status is going to increase that energy at home. And that is where the Memphis Grizzlies, that is it has to happen with the Grizzlies getting better at home. They're almost 500 on the road after the victory over New Orleans. So that hasn't been as big of a problem. It's the home record. And the Grizzlies are about to play some games at home, not just the game against the Pacers, obviously, coming up on Thursday. But they also have a game coming up on New Year's Eve against Sacramento. In fact, after a four-game road trip, after this quick stop at home in, in, against Indiana, after that, they play three games at home. And if they are in there against Sacramento, a good team, the Spurs, a really bad team, and the Toronto Raptors, a meh team, right? So the Grizzlies have to find ways to knock off, A, the teams that they're supposed to beat, in air quotes, and B, the teams that maybe they're not supposed to beat, but they find ways to win, like they did against the Pelicans, right? That was the second night of a back-to-back. -back. I want to continue to stress that. They had looked listless and lifeless in New Orleans, and yet there are the Grizzlies, or excuse me, in Oklahoma City. But then the next night in New Orleans, a major credit to John Morant, the energy was vastly different. As the season grinds forth, they got to pick up wins like that in numerous spots. So will the Grizzlies be favored against Indiana? Probably. The Pacers are an improved team, but again, their defense is atrocious. Memphis is at home. It's Shaw's first game back at home. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think the Grizzlies winning that game on Thursday that's a fair guess. Again, if Indiana won after what we've seen the last 26 games, nothing would surprise me. But then you go into Atlanta. That's a game if the Memphis Grizzlies want to go on a little bit of a run, they got to win that game. They need to beat the Pelicans again in New Orleans on Tuesday the 26th, the day after Christmas. Because their next away game after that game is against the Denver Nuggets. That's going to be a tough one to win. And then the second night of a back-to-back -back there on Friday the 29th, is the Clippers, who have played inspired basketball of late. That's another second night of a back-to-back. -back. So the Memphis impact has to be that when they're at home against teams like the Pacers or the Kings coming up, teams that maybe in theory are better than them right now, they can't be better for long. 
There has to be ways to pick off those wins when you're back in Memphis and get that home record back up to respectability. Again, it's not going to be one of the top ones in the league. It's just going to be impossible statistically at this point. But you can go on a run at home. You've shown it in the past, especially when Jaw is active and healthy. He's back. You got to maximize those times. You have to pick up wins like Saturday in Atlanta. It's nice to have Jaw back. It's good to have that hope. But again, you got to put plans into action. Got to get Marcus Smart back. What was the plan there? We're finally going to find out, right? Is he going to be a three-guard starting lineup? Does Vince Williams stay in the lineup? And Smart is now your sixth man? How is that going to work? And how Taylor Jenkins figures that out is going to play a major role in terms of how well the Grizzlies can spend the next month or so trying to get back into the postseason conversation. Because around Martin Luther King Day on the 15th against the Golden State Warriors, less than a month from now, you're going to have some tough decisions to make. Are you going to make a push for this thing and be a buyer around the trade deadline? Or are you going to be a seller? You have to give yourself every chance to win where you can get it. Thursday night is the first opportunity for that. Doing something that they haven't done very often at home, win. They haven't done ever what John Morant was able to do on Tuesday night. Can they apply that to Thursday? We're about to find out. Thank you so much for being with me on this edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Again, I want to remind you, Locked On has Locked On Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Local experts, Locked On national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thank you so much for being with me wherever you're checking out the show, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We're proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get podcasts. Hopefully you're an everydayer by this point, right? You're here with me or DeMichael or both of us each and every time there's an episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. But if not, maybe this is the show that'll convert you and we'll have you back the next time Lockdown Grizzlies is available. And on our next episode, DeMichael Cole will return. He'll talk about his travels, what it was like in Oklahoma City. What is it like to be there for John Morant's specific historic event in New Orleans? And I'm sure he'll have a glimpse to what the home return is going to be like on Thursday against the Pelicans. Lots of fun things to discuss with the Michael. That's on our next episode. But for now, I hope you've enjoyed this one. Stay locked in wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to make us part of your Grizzlies experience. I am Joe Monax. Shout out to John Morant. Call 12. He's back. It's nice to have hope again. Stay locked in on Lockdown Grizzlies.